Welcome to the Ignorant Schoolmaster. In this podcast, college students teach ourselves about different topics in environmental anthropology. Broadly defined, anthropology is a term that gets used and thrown around loosely, but I'm not too sure most people who use the word even know what it means. The question we're going to talk about today is, what exactly is culture anthropology? Today, Liam Dooley, Grace Spence, Jillian Beaver, Alyssa Carlin, and Rollins Hardy will be collaborating to answer this question. In today's episode, we will be discussing the topic of cultural anthropology, as defined by the National Park Service, is the study of culture and people's beliefs, practices, and the cognitive and social organization of human groups. It then goes on to explain that cultural anthropologists study how people who share a common cultural system organize and shape the physical and social world around them, and are in turn shaped by those ideas, behaviors, and physical environments, end quote. Knowing this, we can understand the connection between cultural anthropology and Pim Davidson Buck's piece titled Work to the Bone, Race, Class, Power, and Privilege in Kentucky, more specifically her chapter titled The View from Under the Sink. Buck, the author of this piece, discusses the difference in work and lifestyle of those in different social classes. She also explains the relationship between her personal experiences and anthropology. She explains that in her view, social anthropology creates communities to understand that the social structure in which people affect lives their worldview. Buck also emphasizes that cultural anthropology provides the explanation of how the organization of social structure and places came to be, all of which tie into her personal experience of cultural anthropology. She then explains this further by providing information that she found within her own experience, which she mentions ties into theories of inequality that relate to anthropology and sociology. Finally, Buck discusses how the dominant version of anthropology have frequently been used to justify how power has been distributed in a way that is unequal. In addition, anthropology has been used to gain information to control those who have been conquered and colonized. Now that we have this background information, Jillian Beaver and Alyssa Carlin will be providing quotes from fellow classmates to show multiple perspectives on this topic. Up first, we have a quote by Nick Britton. The poor people stay struggling because the people with more power abuse their power to stay on top. The working class is a large established social group within America who often struggle to keep up with basic needs due to the low pay that they receive. In this quote, Britton does an excellent job at explaining that one of the main reasons working class families have struggled for years is due to the power that has been established by the wealthier classes. The difference in social classes has become so large that the wealthier families have amassed such a power over the lower social classes, and because they hold such a great power, they often overuse their power and take away possible opportunities for other working class families to grow and expand their income. This relates to the novel Work to the Bone, Race, Class, Power, and Privilege in Kentucky, specifically the chapter labeled The View from Under the Sink, in which Pem, a lower class working woman, shares her encounters from being a working class woman and her viewpoint from the treatment of wealthier families that she was working for, while also sharing her previous experiences from growing up in a liberal family. Up next, we have a quote by Emily Hutchinson. It also mentions how the future is shaped by the past and how the dominant and alternative versions of history and anthropology are meant to empower different sets of people. The emphasis of dominant history and early anthropologist trends has created social classes within the world in general that often struggle to blend or create an environment in which all social classes are respected. This is also demonstrated in Pem's novel as the dominance history plays into the creation of modern-day cultural anthropology aspects as they explain the trends and stereotypes that have been continued on for years and why these trends tend to remain the same. Now we have a quote by Grace Bentz. 
It also brings attention to the history of exploiting African-American women for work in the history of the United States, and more specifically Kentucky, the place that we live. Along with the general trends shown among society regarding race, this was also a major aspect of the chapter that Pembuck brought upon us. Most African Americans were automatically placed in the bottom tier of society and of economic status. It was very rare to see a human of different race with a high socioeconomic standing, especially for African American women. Different race groups experience an even greater struggle than white Americans in terms of working class, often because of how depreciated different race and ethnic groups are, especially with the examples that Pem presents while she depicts her life in Kentucky. Now, finally, we have a quote by Alyssa Carlin. I think that her sharing her experiences with audience and how these views have changed and altered over the years gives her an extreme amount of credibility when speaking on the corrupt socioeconomic scale that we experience in everyday life. Within the novel, Pem Davidson Buck shares so many of her life's experiences, which could be questionable in differing points of views. However, with her broad experience of being a part of the working class and from a wealthier point of view, her opinions on cultural anthropology are certified and should be taken on a serious note. With Pem also going to school in order to study this specific type of anthropology, offers how credible her own beliefs and opinions are, as she has done the research and knows the term to a great extent. Unfortunately, that is... Uh, unfortunately, that is all we can discuss on the subject today. Thank you all for listening to The Ignorant Schoolmaster. Everyone in this group, Jill, Alyssa, Grace, Rollins, and Liam, did their own research, script, and narration to help produce the podcast. Jill did the editing for the podcast as well. Thank you for listening to Episode 2 of The Ignorant Schoolmaster.